Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves Sturlo. Hear what they say about playing the game. You can't hear it today. I said now. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. Recording back on a Monday. Apologies after a week off, but uh, um, we are back and better than ever with a huge Origin week coming at us. As always, Jack, welcome. How's it going, mate? Yeah, very good, thanks. Um, yeah, apologies to the listeners missing last week. We always get slagged off saying, oh, yeah, you know, you got to be consistent to be world famous and that. But, hey, we've got real lives, and I think that adds to the the show you get from us, that we're real and we've got shit to do, like look after sick kids. And as you said the week before last, league taketh, league giveth away. So, right, doesn't it? Um, I do quite like... I mean, obviously, I want to deliver every week. There's, there's, there's nothing more that I want to have a regular podcast. But, you know, you get those people that slag you off for not doing it. And then you're like, well, it might be quite nice that they, you know, tune in on a Tuesday morning thinking they're getting a show. Then you, then they don't. Well, I'm exactly. only sort of... The desperation. They yeah. were the desperation the next week. I'll tell you what, did you see, before we move on to a few other things, the state of the official um, suits that New South Wales wore? Jeez, I hope they be, play better than their fashion bloody fashion uh, advisor. Talk me through them. I mean, I'm thinking like a bl- shit light blue suit with a massive white open collar and maybe Aussie Home uh, Loans on the on the collar blue, sponsor. Nah, a blue blazer with like a poo brown t-shirt underneath it. What? It's disgusting. Or well, it might have been the lights. Like it was not very nice. They all got lined up in there. But did the other thing? Sorry, you go ahead. Oh, so I just wanted to give a shout out. Obviously, you didn't mention the Hong Kong Rugby League factor, but a huge, um, I think it was the fourth Nines tournament over the weekend, mm-hmm. where the Tongan residence team uh, bet Pacific Tower, uh, a Hong Kong domiciled uh, Polynesian side, in the final 12-6. Again, the Nines tournament is going strength to strength in the Pearl of the Orient. Rugby League going really good up there. So shout out Neville Metcalf and Jeff Jack Nielsen, all that sort of carry on. Like see... He's the bloke that unsubscribed from the podcast. Uh, he can't. He didn't unsubscribe. Well, you didn't unsubscribe him, so you've, <laughs> um, he's still listening. And he's got his own podcast, the Hong Kong Rugby League podcast. So shout out for them if anyone wants to hear average league podcasts. That's another one you could get into. Did you see? Did you say that the Tonga residents? So I'm always confused. Is it Tonga residents of Hong Kong or Tonga residents of Tonga? Tonga residents of Tonga. Fuck! And they flew yeah, so to Hong Kong a, for a game of. Yep. Wow. Yeah, we had a team from Papua New Guinea as well. So I really want to see a team next year from uh, a country in New South Wales really add to it. I reckon like Gundagai or where's Jerigong? One of those teams would be brilliant and they'd really cause havoc. Oh, wouldn't they? On and off the field. Back to the New South Wales blue suits. Right, and I need to get a visual of this. So I'm going to have to Google as we speak. But do you think that Rugby League invented the dress shirt collar sponsor? Like a nice rugby league number ones, You're right say, on. with yep, with yeah. a white shirt, with you know a dress shirt with yeah. collar sponsors. I mean, I've never seen it in any other sport. And then uh, if you go to the British Super League, you'll see like two different sponsors. You'll see one on each, and it's just 
fucking outrageous. Yeah, well, what sports have the worst in terms of, like, no um, pride in terms of their... Like, boxing, often people get, like, a sponsor painted on their back, which is disgusting. Oh, but stuff yes. like the NBL is, of Australia is horrible. They've got, like... And it's, you know, there's something to be said about having a sponsor that has some kudos like if you have a fortune 500 company uh you know like north city bears had city bank i don't know they're fortune 500 but there's some respect like canberra huawei it's a good sponsor new zealand warriors vodafone mm-hmm. then you get stuff like whoever sponsors um gold coast tfh which is like i don't know pavement products they can't turn over that much each year there's some re- and the other dog tucker sport in terms of sponsorship is like v8s they put like ads everywhere. Oh. Mate, you, you couldn't be r- more right about um, back about, I would say, eight to ten years ago when boxers started painting their um, their backs and sort of like, you know, casinos, which were in like northern England, like Jippo casinos would be in like really low rent boxing fights. It was just horrible. Like I originally thought they were tattoos. I didn't yeah, thought they were tattoos. But back to back to collar sponsors. Does anyone scream rugby league open collar? You know, one extra button undone with no tie and a collar sponsor than Nathan Brown. No, he does it very well, and you know they're a struggling town up there in Newcastle. They need as much sponsorship dollars as they can get. I want to talk about the Knights, like the feel-good story of you know last year like people were sending even before the comp was over going look at this Newcastle side for next year look at who they've got blah 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 oh Nathan Brown's doing a great job blah 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 they're under the radar shit like they are shit talk to me no one one expected them to be that good this year they came out of the people were saying the eight people were saying they'll be fringe eight me included I've got egg on my face yeah you did you did Um, I've got egg all over my fucking dress collar sponsorships haven't I (laughs) Mitchell Pierce was a um, a big loss for them surely then they have players like Jack Cogger letting go of that um, Pythian was a where's he gone letting go of Pythian wasn't a good wasn't good for them either he's running around for Jerigong and looking to get a Is shot he? on the Hong Kong Nines. Well, I will uh, embrace them with open arms. But no, back to the Nines. Why Why do people pick and choose who they slag off? Like, for example, Parramatta are getting fucking hammered because people thought they're going to be all right this year. Well, a lot of people thought that the Knights were going to be borderline eight and they're waxing over Ponga. Why doesn't Nathan Brown get any shit? He's actually got a pretty decent roster. They've been fucking flogged by the not by the sharks on Sunday at Marathon, and I also want to talk up a guy that I've been a big fan of. He's playing good footy now. He got six try assists, Matt Moylan. It when was the last time yeah, you anyone getting six try assists? Uh, I haven't. And look, one game doesn't make a summer. Um, I think it in a comp like this, uh, it just shows you that timing your run is so important I mean even though our comp is so even in that on any given day it appears that the doggies could push the Broncos or something the eight has formed now hasn't it there's no, actually a well, big no, gap there's, there's, there's nine teams that can so, win it no so, that can make the eight so you've got Panthers and Dragons on 18 points first and second yep. then you've got Rabbitohs, Sharks and Warriors on 16 that takes out the top five then you've got the Storm in sixth, 
on 14, Roosters in 7th on 14, Tigers in 8th on 14, just points differential over the Broncos uh, on 14 okay. and 9th. Then there's a big gap down to there's Raiders and Knights at 10. I think that there's only nine teams that can make the eight. I think that I'm almost prepared to say that Manly are gone, the Titans are gone, the Bulldogs are gone, the Cowboys are gone, the Eels are gone, the Knights are gone. I think the Raiders... It is. Yeah, you're right. They, if they can... Have they got a game this week? If they can pin, put something together. Well, I mean, they got out of They kept their season alive somehow last weekend, last weekend, didn't they? Well, whoever won that game was going to keep their head above water out of the Raiders and Manly. And fuck, how did the Raiders get that one? Uh, no idea, because they played some horrible football. Like, Ricky, Ricky uh, Stewart just... Yeah, I'm struggling to piece some words together tonight, aren't I? You had a few skewies. No, that's probably the problem. Yeah, I know. I mean, it flows a lot better once you've had a couple. I've had a couple. Yeah, you're away. So you've got to retake the lead tonight. Yeah. Oh, Reishes, mate. What's the history of Reishes? Well, I don't know. It's a Carlton and United brew, and it was quite big. You know, it was one of those beers back in the 70s and 80s. It was mainstream beers and, you know, like your your Carlton's and your VB's and that. But I'm pretty sure that um, Carlton and United tried and... um, get rid of it and there was a massive uproar and the bowling clubs and the RSLs uh. and they said don't take our rishes and you can never take a rishes tap off of an RSA yeah and it's an easy drinking beer isn't it well it's my it's my go to yeah it's a very okay. very stable just what you see is what you get I mean because Osco yeah but that's a that's a rich man's rishes is it okay I see um once I mean you were right you were quite early on the anti-craft beer. I was the I, first one anti it. I was probably the second or third. Yeah. And I remember once I were in a pub down in the rocks, and they just were just craft beers for Africa, and you asked for a um, a mass-produced piss-weak um, lager. That's <laughs> exactly what I felt. It was a tough week. I, I, just I know what you mean. <laughs> That's what, I don't want something that was spicy or... Because nah. you just get hangover on them too. It's a oh. weird hangover. It's like almost you've done too much extracurricular through some fucking beer like that is just so I've actually I can stomach a mate of mine has actually just opened up a craft beer um, bar and I don't have like the sort of guts to tell them I think the craft you've missed the craft like what if you just opened a pub just with three beers on tap Carlton and you know Carlton Draft BB and I don't know what's Melbourne bitter. Yeah, well, in our line of work, is there's very much an opportunity for an anti-craft movement because craft has just replaced wine and too many people are just, you know, beer now, the choice, the amount of choice and the different varietals has just got yeah. overcomplicated. It's too fucking impossible. Well, we don't want, yeah, I mean, we could set up the anti-craft movement. We don't want it to go the way of the anti-plural um, movement because that no. just really took off about six years ago where people were dropping their S's. So like, I was a big fan of this. Explain to the listeners how the anti-plural movement started and why. Oh, well, I don't know how it started, but some bloke, I think his name was Ngato McDonough, he's, but you basically, what's an example of a, two, a plural? Like You might say, I'm going to go out and shoot some ducks this weekend, but you'd say, I'm going to go and shoot some duck this weekend yeah. or give me some fish and chip. Or you'd um, say, big, big clash this week, a grudge match, rabbit rooster. Quote. And 
that just took off for about five years. But you don't, they start up those fucking stupid little Facebook groups. They get a bit of traction, then they fall apart. Yeah. So I don't want the indie craft movement to go that way. Okay, well, we can make it maybe underground. The people of, you know, your legal council family out there can start, can continue to enjoy your likes of your Rishas and your Melbourne Bitters. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of Melbourne Bitter, Melbourne next week, can you feel... Can you feel a bit of an origin buzz humming around there in AFL Heartland, or do you think that it hasn't no. quite hit yet? No, although um, I did, I was at work today and I was sort of looking at a program and I was sort of thinking, I said, um, oh, we'll get that done on 6th of June. Um, that's Origin Day. And then mm. the guy next to me, who's like a, a guy that, look, would not even know what league is, goes, yep, yep, okay, I'll get it done on Origin Day for you. I was like, <laughs> oh, thank me, you didn't do so that was as close as I get to like, but he was from Sydney too, so that's the close I got to league fever in this town. But do you think I don't, a, do no you one's going to turn up? Do you think in Victoria they love sport so much, and there's no way you can challenge AFL? But you think that they just have a kind sort of disposition to sport, and you know they'll go, you know, I'll go watch uh, just as a spectator of sport. I'll go watch um, rugby league, but you know, like you know, like well, they, hardcore league fans just hate rugby union. They'll never give it a chance. But I feel like AFL fans are very open-minded. So there's a there's a phrase that gets used for Melbourne people as well as it got used for Wellington people as well. They're theatre going, mm-hmm. as in they like theatre or that they, you know, because to me, if anyone slags me off about, like, you know, there's people that are like, oh, sport, that's for dumb people. Mm. Like, you know, I'm like, fuck you. Sorry about my language. But they go to, like, a play, mm. think they're better than me, and know basically what's going to happen at the end, that, like, Hamlet's going to, I don't know, mm. whatever, Hamlet's is Hamlet, I don't really, he kills his mum or whatever. They know what's going to happen. The beauty of sport is it's unscripted. Mm. So any... Yobbo that ever hasn't got me about that um, I mean, I'll, I'll how, that's where I'll come in exactly how could you not watch the Rabbitohs and a gladiator like Sammy Burgess throwing himself into the opposition and, and not be completely enthralled and his two brothers are throwing themselves in as well one after the other like that is as you say that's a, it's a play or that's a musical in its own right and you did actually You've actually once said yourself that you, for a while, turned commentary off and were starting to listen to rugby league with music on. I still do it, either reggae or classical music. It really gives you a different rhythm and feel of the game. Actually, the other night, the wife was watching the Royal Wedding and I had that argument about her, like, I watch sport because I don't know that it's it's live theatre. She goes, yeah, but I don't know what dress she's going to wear. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Fair enough. So we've got the we've got the Origin Arena coming to yeah. the MCG. Um, Why the MCG? I hate watching league on ovals. Like even someone sent a sent a photo of Lidcom Oval in the weekend, right? Because mm-hmm. Newtown played Magpies there, Ooh. and I'm just like, I'd rather watch it on Foxtel because I just you don't play league games at oval stadiums. You play them at Carlaw Park or the SFS or Amy Park in Melbourne. Yeah, but even that's yeah, yep. But I, I like those grounds that you're right on top of it. Or even I, well, I actually went out to local Melbourne League in the weekend, right, with um, a mate of yours too, Lee Fife, and took the kids out there. What an atmosphere! Where'd you go? But standing uh, Werribee, like out of out of West Melbourne suburbs, took an hour to drive out there. But there's something about standing on the sideline with a bottle of beer in your hand, 
literally three to four metres away from a massive hit. Mm. That is what league's about while eating a potato cake. And they, um, a potato yeah, cake? Had a, yeah, it had a really good tuck shop of just real good league feeds, hot dogs and buns, like, you know, sausage, you know, sausages and buns, like, whipping up massive burgers with the eggs in them and stuff. All what like... Do, what do Aussies call hot dog on sticks dagwood dogs? Well, they call them dagwood dogs in New South Wales or Pluto pups in Queensland. <laughs> no better. Shit. But if I you go to a hot dog to them, although some, some countries got a hot dog on a stick. Yeah. Fuck, they're good, aren't they? Hot dog and sticks? Yeah, I had one. Uh, actually, I said that the other day. Like, living in Hong Kong, right, what I uh, really, um, like, really wanted to have was a bunning sausage and bread. And so every time I see it, I, I might be driving down the road and I'll see, like, a bunning, I'll just, like, do a massive U-turn to go buy a sausage and bread. Jeez. But they're not as good as you think they are. So if you're, if you're making a, just a sausage and bread... Yeah, I feel like there's there's five key components. There's white bread, yeah, slightly warm. So I'm not sure if they throw it on yes. the grill or they, but it's just it's warm. It's almost soggy warm though. Yeah, agree. Yep. And then you've buttered the bread, probably yeah, over buttered. Yeah, they don't butter here enough. They don't yeah. butter here enough. But you're, I'm I'm talking once you put that hot sausage on, oh. the butter melts. So the key yes. is the the thin onions. They have to be charred onions that have been hanging yep. on the grill for way too long. Some are crispy, but some are just that slimy. You know yep. when onions yeah, just yeah, yeah, slimy, yeah, yeah. and right. then you're going with ketchup or tomato sauce. Yeah, yeah, that's all for me I need now you I need. wouldn't have a go at you if you said mustard as well but that's the, the basis of a basis of, a of it yeah yeah. Um, yeah agreed back to next week when the Origin Arena is coming into Melbourne we're going to start off with New South Wales now I'm going to read out the team I'm going to read out Freddie's team to you and I want to get your thoughts on it um, those that listen to Legal Counsel would have to say it's very 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 close to my team that I named about four or five weeks ago um, but I'm going to start at the top and I want to I want to go through and see what your thoughts are. Tedesco, Dubrovic, Mitchell, Roberts, Adokar, Maloney, Cleary. Let's talk about the back line first. Let's stop there. A couple of talking points to you. Do you think that Adokar is going to be able to survive in the arena? Do you think he's got it to be in the arena? Well... <laughs> Again, I, you don't know, so I just don't want him to turn to a Nathan Merritt. So I think, look, Freddie's got to give him a go, right? Um, I just think if you're going to play a player like him, you might want a little bit, bit more resilient centres. That's yep. all. I just, I just think that backline could, it's, it could be, it, it's two rocks and diamonds. Yeah, it's um, so Mitchell and Roberts are the, are the talking points for me. Well, to be honest, the big talking point is his... What about Turbovich well, not well, play, like playing a fullback on the wing? It's, it's stupid. dumb. Turbovich is the best fullback in New South Wales, bar none. And I don't care if people go, oh, you can have them both. No. You have your best player in the best position. And he's outside of Nathan Cleary. He's probably the next best back. You play him at fullback. <clears throat> you don't pick Tedesco. Then I would say you've got the opportunity to bring in another winger, a specialist winger, or put James Roberts on the wing. But yeah, I'd prefer to go James Roberts than the Turbovich on the wing. I mean, I'll, I think uh, you've also got wingers like Cottridge or Anthony yep. Don. Those are the guys I would have thought yep. of on the wing rather than... 
Look, he could do the job. It's, just, it's such a different, it's such a different position. It is, and and origin, the origin arena is a different arena than the NRL arena, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a certain kind of game that they don't blow penalties. It's a very tight game. It's not expansive, but there's not a lot of give in between the two defensive lines, and I think that's. You know, that's where you want the ball-playing players playing. And I don't feel like Tedesco... And people say, oh, he played well every time he's been a New South Wales jumper. Fuck, sample size of how many. My big worry for the back line is, is that you've got three known defensive liabilities in yep. Maloney, Roberts, and Mitchell. One defensive question mark on the wing in Adokar. I just can't tell you. I don't know for sure if he's a good defender or not. And then you've got Dubrovich out of position on the wing. Yeah. Now, I applaud Freddie for going with this. Like, fuck it. We've lost nine out of the last ten. I'm just going to pick the most exciting team. Because that's that's how yeah. I would have done. But I just think he's got a couple of positions wrong in the back line. Personally, I would have picked Dugan over Roberts in Agreed. the centres. Put Dubrovich at the back. And then maybe put Roberts or Kotrick on that other wing. That's, that's all I'm arguing about. Great halves, Pirimo. Yeah, look, I, I I would basically agree. I mean, I'm still not totally plussed on Nathan, but, you oh. know, I saw what he did. And I just... He's the best half in the competition, bar none. Yeah, you could be right, but I don't know. I think you know what? I'm going to go one step further. Me. He's the best player in the NRL. Wow. Really? Yep. Right now, at this yep. stage. At this don't moment, give a fuck yeah. if he's had eight weeks off. If I... And I... Where did I pick him in the draft? I had Cameron Smith first. Nathan... Which was bloody stupid because the next week he retired. <laughs> no, two <laughs> days later. I think Nathan Cleary, I'd have him first picked out of any other player. He's the best player in the comp. Wow, he's so young. Don't, nah, don't care. Okay. So the other thing I've noticed with that backline is it's just Latrell Mitchell doesn't have a nickname. Okay, so you've got... Teddy Turbo Turbo Fuck Trout. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say James Robinson. <laughs> but you know his one that you hate it, but yep. you know what it is. What's oh, I hate Josh Adokar's <laughs> nickname too. Adokar's as well. What's Maloney's nickname? Maloney. What? No, no, isn't it barbecue or something? Or we Oh come off it. And what's Nathan Clear's? Nathan. 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 <laughs> you Look, let's Ivan, just say, let's just say that the back five, the back five bar one doesn't have a nickname. So, <coughs> Latrell, I've free. heard people call him Trowell, but that's just shortening his yeah. first name. That's not a nickname, is it? Oh, um, sure, I'd take that. All right, let's go to the forwards. Clemmer, Cook, RCG, Cordner, Frizzell, DeBellin. Pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, I've probably... got one issue. I would have started Vaughan over Clemmer. And probably Kubovich over Ballin. Yep, I agree with you. I think, you know what? I think it's a fucking embarrassment that he has, that um, Brad Fittler has not started Jake Dubrovich over Jack Dubellin. Dubellin's a good player. Dubrovich is their best forward. Look, I mean, it's hard to... If he gives them the same amount of minutes, can you really... Take the minutes away. But Tuvovic is a fucking match turner. Yeah, but maybe, I don't know, maybe Freddie's got some method behind the madness. Maybe it's when Turbo could cause even more trouble when 
Queensland. Uh, do you think Queensland used to do that with their forwards and say, oh, "I'm going to start him off the bench"? Troy Richards is clearly their best forward. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I, I agree. That's a big call. And Clemmer, I think, would give you more off the bench than Vaughan if you're going for impact. You know, Vaughan's been but, the competition's best front row this season. Isn't Tariq Sims um, nay? Like, I thought no. he's with the squad. Nah, but I tell you what gets me horny is Jersey 16 and 17. Oh, they are definitely. Crying and peachy. Fuck but, it, mate. No, I'm telling you, Tariq Sims is with the squad. So I've seen him walking the down 18th, the street. The 18th. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Who, who are the 18th men in origin that really stand out for you in the last couple of years? Uh, um, Ferguson. Who? Blake? No, Joel. Who? <laughs> no, I, I told you it's not going to be one of my best shows. Oh. Thompson, Joel Thompson. Joel Thompson. Yeah. Was he an 18th man? Do you know I who? Don't, I don't know my 18th man. Fucking terrible. A couple stand out for me. One, Michael Luck. He, he was 18th man about three times. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, good call. Jack DeBellin, last couple of, couple of times last year. always 18th man, isn't he? The best 18th man... And a great trivia question. About three years ago, maybe two, Edric Lee. Man, he was, mate. He fucking was. That, when he was really playing well. He was playing well for the Raiders. He was almost young. And he was the 18th man for Queensland. I <laughs> shit you not. <laughs> I probably would have... Brinko Lee would have got the call up. Shit, I, I couldn't believe it at the time. But I was like, oh, yeah, they've gone for youth. Shit, I thought Edric Lee was going to be something, eh? What happened to him? He had something to do with a moon boot or something, and then it all went wrong. A lot of people talk about his handling errors. Well, he really? dropped that ball in Melbourne semi-final, I remember. Yeah, I think... I mean, in fairness to Ricky, he's not stupid. He had Rapana and Kotrich. Kotrich was 18 last year, and he said, Edric, see you later, buddy. Uh, so what about the New South Welshman's optimism that has just they just have said, look I think they should be excited about it but they have not held back in terms of I've watched forums where people are just saying we're going to smash them okay start celebrating now like this Queensland team <clears throat> is actually better than I thought it would be when you see it listed exactly. on, on you see them on, on paper. paper let's go through them on paper because there's two schools of thoughts one Cameron Smith goes, I can see the writing on the wall here. There is just... I don't have Cooper and I don't have Thurston. Gillett's injured. That's really underrated. You throw Gillett in this team and I think it oh. almost swings it. But let's just yeah, go through it. Let's just go through it. William Slater, Valentine Holmes, Greg Inglis, Will Chambers, Dane Gangai, Cameron Munster, Ben Hunt. So... I've made a big call and they've got rid of Darius and I'm bloody pleased that they have they had to Valentine Holmes is just phenomenal there's no better winger in the comp at the moment GI and Chambers are gonna now this is the big worry GI origin time and Chambers origin time will not let you down so Chambers is the best centre in the world and you've got GI who's capable right now of just turning in something because he's got the C next to his name Coming oh, yeah. up against Mitchell and Roberts, and you've got two guys. Mitchell and Roberts will be looking at going, fuck, I'm against Inglis and Chambers. Yep. They could absolutely shit on those two because Mitchell and Roberts can't tackle. 
Yeah, really that's young. not their strong part of their yeah. game. It's a bit that. Then Munster and Hunt versus Maloney and Cleary. That's, I'd say, advantage. Oh, that's close, isn't oh. it? But Jeez, hang on, you see Claire is a bit... I just... I like the balance <laughs> there. I think that's a brilliant balance there for... Um, like, I mean, is Peter Hunt under an injury cloud, though? I mean, if you put yes, DCE there oh, instead of Munster... But I don't, hang on. DCE's not made for the arena. Hang on, if Hunt goes down, DCE slots <laughs> in and they don't lose too much. I think Hunt is a very good player, but is Hunt ready for the arena? Yeah, I think he... What they've got there is Hunt and McCulloch. Just they'll get the and then they've got Slater and Munster on the rest of it. It's not. I, I like the balance of that spine. It's a beautiful backline. It's, it's complete. Beautiful. It's it's a better backline than New South Wales's. Yes. Now we move to the forwards. Okay. We have it's a few question marks here. Napa, yes. McCulloch, Wallace. Cooper Kafusi Maguire is a puke back row. So is Mc, no, Maguire is not puke. Is Maguire he's is he under injury cloud as well? Oh, Maguire's he's in so Kafusi. I rate Kafusi. He's yeah. good. Cooper yeah. is can't even run anymore. Yeah. And Wallace is awesome. Napa, I just worry about his consistency. I feel Napa um, is this modern day version of Nate Miles that when he gets into the arena, he turns up. Yeah. And so. <clears throat> So Wallace has been played for phenomenal Very football. Very good player. Uh, yeah, just Cooper worries me. Uh, but then you got Hiss coming off. Like Hiss hasn't been in great form this year, admittedly. But yeah, yes, it hasn't been. Arrow. This is when the Queensland. This is this is a sign of their dominance that the bench is a little wishy washy. Then that Papali is not once what he was. Cohen Hiss is yeah. He's capable. But Jai Arrow is the most deserved player. He is phenomenal. But Michael Morgan bench, I mean, that's a big call, right? What, why, He's been out of form. He was the best yeah, player in the world no, in I September, just, October last year. I just tell you, mate, our game is so difficult. The great players, like he's going to be known as a good player. Not a, Great players are the only ones that can stay at the top for a long time. And even even players like Inglis don't even stay at the top. Like, they have some lulls, you know? So, mm. that's, to me, what a great player is. And very, you know, Jake Tabervich could be a great player, for instance, because he doesn't seem to... He, I, I mean, Tom's even falling into a few habits and, and not, you know, falling apart occasionally. It's That's the definition of greatness. Yeah, look, I, um, I, I feel that Inglis, I just think that this Queensland captaincy is going to make him go to the next level. He's been pretty injured slash dormant over the last couple of years. He's starting yeah, to prop up a little bit to, lately. Yeah, he is, yep, as, as we notice as Warriors fans. Do you think if he was healthy that AJ, Alex Johnson, had legitimate claims to a wing berth? Nah. No, not with no. those wingers they got there. I mean, Gagai is. <clears throat> no, his, um, when he he's, on he's that Maroon Welsh. jersey. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. so. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I don't really he, rate. Is he better than Josh Adokar? Uh, he's more. Cons- no, I think he's still got a lot of errors in him. Fuck, I don't know. I reckon that, you know, Adokar. He's very quick, but I feel like AJ's got a little bit more, a few more dimensions to his game. Um, 
Anyway, what's your pick for the series? What's your pick for game one? And so I think it's going to be Queensland win the first one, New South Wales the second, and Queensland the third. Okay. I tell you what, if New South Wales don't win the first, whoo-wee. it's going to be interesting to see if Freddie sticks in the side. I think that just the pure enthusiasm, the excitement, New South Wales are going to get game one. Um, Queensland in game two. Where's game two played? In Sydney, and third is played in Brisbane. Oh, nah. New South Wales 2-1. They win the first two. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Okay, I don't get fired up for it. You know, I think you know that's a bit, well. I generally don't, but I'll be fired up for this one. Just as, yeah. basically, just because a lot of I'm gonna and I'm gonna support Queensland. It's the first time I'm actually supporting a team because I just I just like how the media is writing them off because they are they're just not even giving them a chance, really, are they? This is we've the, seen this media. movie before, haven't we? Yeah, but that's why I just want the movie to play out like it it does. The arena doesn't play out the way that the normal um, NRL plays out. The arena has, a, you know, there's a bit more to it. How much does it fuck you off that all of a sudden that people call, they don't say, oh, what's happening in Origin? They say, what's happening in the Origin arena? Yeah, mate, we've went over <laughs> this so many times, the listeners don't need to hear about it again. But for fuck's sake, if I hear James Hooper from the Daily Telegraph say the Origin Arena again I'm going to fucking loot this should be it's a bloody good drinking game if you're watching a pre-match Origin get a, f- get a dozen beers out and have half a beer every time someone says Arena yep I mean how good is, I mean <clears throat> I will admit our game is amazing though isn't it? I mean, I mean, we have games on a Wednesday night in the middle of winter yep but VFL don't have that do they no I mean mate this uh it's just it's a treat. It's a, it's a, it's going to be a treat of football, and I'm actually in Melbourne on the Wednesday, but I'm flying back. I didn't know that it was going to be the Origin Arena on that night. To be I'm honest, mate, I, I, I'm the biggest league man around. I think everyone knows that. But <laughs> on a winter's night, you're not in, going, uh, are you? No, well, I might go with Mickey, but if he if he doesn't come through, I'll just I'll go home and watch it. Like, why would I watch it on a circular field? Yeah, it's not. It's, it's an just an oval field. An oval field. Um, uh, MCG is circular. It's even worse. Oh, okay. MCG is a circle, isn't yes, it? Yes, of course. Of course. Why don't um, you just check that out? I've got a conspiracy theory. Yeah? So, about six or seven years ago, up until about two years ago, during the bye weeks, during the origin period, the bye weeks happened and they used to, their theory on buys, and I'm not sure how the NRL do the draw. Um, I was talking to someone today who said that because you play half the teams twice and every team once, 24 games. Yeah. People think that you pay, it's a split of the how the seedings went 1 to 16 the year before and then you might for example play everyone once and then teams one three five seven nine for example right it's twice so it's the luck of the draw um but i i think that buy period has been strategically altered in the last couple of years and i think that teams like the warriors so the warriors and it became big news that they you know oh they got the origin period and they just take off which they did number of years in a row now in the last three to the last two to three years the NRL has strategically given the Warriors the buy. So twice, last 
You know, there's only one buy this year. Yeah, yeah. Because the standalone weekend four so the, the Pacific year, test last year and the year before, the Warriors got two buys during the Origin period. So that they yep. nullified any potential advantage that they had by playing against teams that were Origin depleted. Now, if you ask me, that is radically altering the course of the draw. Where I would say, and it was tactically done. It doesn't happen every year. Was done again this year. By one, Origin. These are the teams that have got the bye. Warriors, Dragons, Storm, Panthers, Raiders, Broncos, Bulldogs, Titans. And then you've got the Roosters, a traditional Origin powerhouse, playing the Rabbitohs and Sharks and Cowboys and Sea Eagles, big Origin teams. Why don't they strategically say the teams that have the bye during the Origin period are going to be the teams with the most Origin representatives? It makes no sense. Whereas the Warriors now have been given two buys during Origin because the standalone period is now, I guess, you consider that a buy without the two points. And the Warriors got the buy in the first round. I think it's legitimately the NRL trying to square it away and even it up. The pressure on from other clubs about saying the Origin um, is an unfair advantage for teams like the Warriors with no players. What do you say about that? Uh, I tend to agree. But the biggest problem is, why do you get two points for the bye? Uh, to make the Eels feel better Bang about on, themselves. I don't really even understand what your argument is. I'm saying that... You you've that got, okay, a, okay. So the first week that, of the bye, the first week of the bye is Origin 1. They don't do the bye yes. before that. And okay, you get, basically, you got, you've got Origin, rounds... eight games. So rounds 13 to rounds 18, yeah. you, can, you can have a chance of getting a bye. Yeah, but they've loaded up round 13 with the Warriors getting a bye. And so last year and the year before, we had two buys in the three origin rounds. If you're asking me, that's But every just... team got two no, buys. No, they didn't. Yeah, but not during the origin weeks. Okay, I see what you mean. So if we didn't get Bang a bye during... If we played, you want to play in the origin weeks so that you play against teams that don't have their origin players. They were taking that right away from the Warriors. Okay, so we're not playing there. So, but there's eight teams that have a bye this this week, right? Then One, round two, fourteen three, goes four, back five, to eight six, games. Uh, yes. Then round fifteen. So round fourteen, eight no buys. So there's round only 15, two rounds. So they've really changed it this year. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so I don't think you should be moaning. Well, I could moan. You're moaning about last year. Actually. Look, there's only two buy rounds. There's only this two year. buy rounds. Yeah, it's drastically changed. So that's but good. But is round game. seventeen an origin week? Yes, yes it is. It's, it's, a, it's a round before the third origin. So and then we've got the okay. Panthers, so they've changed it. So it's, it's not as it's not as conspiracy as I thought. We've got the Panthers, which will be we've got a great. So we've got the Panthers without the Moy Maloney and Cleary and RCG and Tyrone Peake. Oh. <laughs> so we've got it brilliantly. I'll be. I'm gonna. That's my first game. I'm gonna go to Pepper Stadium that night and stay out west. No, you're not. I fucking am. So it's seven fifty-five. You've actually said this on a podcast. You need yep. to do it now. Yep, I'm gonna go to Panthers League. I might come course. up. I might come up then. All right, fifth of July. Actually, no. Actually, we've, oh, you're coming up for Wollongong for the uh, for the. No, we're staying the night in Wollongong. I'm out of town, so I need to find another weekend. Oh, 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 there it is. All right, we've got fuck all time left. We've got to rattle through a few things. The referee count crackdown. 
How good is it? It's disgraceful. Really, no, the game has opened up. It's People are turning away. Ratings are down. Channel 9 have come out and said the ratings are down because of the referee crackdown. I watched the rate, uh, Warriors Bunnies, 25 penalties blown, three sin bins. It's just ridiculous. Nothing's improving, Jack. The game's going backwards. I admittedly, I fully right supported it. I fully supported it in the first four or five rounds if things change. Nothing's changed, mate. It's worse okay, product. Hang on. Are they going to do the penalty crackdown at Origin? Of course they won't. Not in the Origin Arena, mate. Why not? Because it's the Origin <laughs> Arena. Well, they need to be consistent. Well, then maybe they're picking the wrong players. They're picking... I think they've tried to crack down. There's two things I really want to see them do. One is fuck giving a team a warning you know if you're infringing just give them a sin bin do not warn them because a warning is a 30 second break agreed that just and the second thing I can't remember because I'm too fucked off about okay the other one down. I want is if you give a penalty away within your own 10 metres mm. the other team can kick a penalty that's worth 3 points that's outrageous it's not it would do the, what is a what's one of those what is a side effect of it that's bad just giving addition, almost almost a score of a try for infringing, you should be good well, to score a try. You don't infringe. It's negative. That's not. If negative. you score it's... a try, you're good. Go ahead, you, be, you, you do something. You do a piece of brilliance. Okay, okay, okay. It's not what a piece of brilliance. Make, okay, listen to this, Harry. What if you make the penalty goal with six points? What? Well, then no one will give. You're changing away. the fabric of our game. Our game's simple. No, That's why no, people no, like no, it. I don't want to make it that bad, but I'm saying. If you made it six points, do you think people would give as many penalties away as they do? Mate, all, okay, so, how, so how, about looking at this, how about looking at this differently? As we've said before, right, the reason why they want to try and crack down is they want to get a better product. Is that the idea, a better product? Mm, for, yeah, but, for viewers, but my better product is different than um, Little Tommy at West. Why don't they just fucking ref the game like they ref the arena? No penalties. Because... People get so fatigued and then in the back end of the game because the game's running with no stops. Like, look at it differently. Rather than over-referee, under-referee the fucking thing. Well, there's two ways to go. I mean, your mate Madge is dealing with it. God. All right. We'll, we'll move on quickly. Luke Lewis. I've heard Love a couple him. of things about Luke Lewis. Yeah, everyone loves him, and that's the fucking problem. He put a dog shot in on Kalen Pong, absolutely smashed him, but everyone goes, oh, Good. he's it's an okay because he's a great bloke. Luke Lewis is a top bloke, top bloke. Imagine if Paul Gallen or JWH did that shot. What would happen? They would crucify him. I'm sick of this double standards. Luke Lewis is a dog. He hit him. He's a dog. Mate, I have to admit, I only watched one, two, three. I've only watched four games of the league in the weekend. So I can't keep and up your, with And your um, marriage has never been better. Well, it's getting better. <laughs> I mean, I did, oh, that's not including the game out at Werribee where I took my daughter. Yeah, but that's a family That's a family occasion. Yeah, but my wife wasn't there. I'm going to try and get into the next game. Yeah, good call. Um, you have got a something that you'd want to bring up on international eligibility. So I thought, you know, how I think the rugby league is pioneering in terms of uh, the eligibility rules and the looseness of it. Yep. Well, the looseness, but well, these days, as I said, mate, it's so hard 
because people move around so much, people are born in different countries. I mean, I could play for so many countries. I wouldn't play for Australia, but I'd play for Jamaica with a lot of passion. But so I think that um, we've done well in terms of having the tier one, tier two nations. So think about this. What if we got... Uh, got How long were you in Jamaica for that time? We were there for, what, 10 days? No, but I reckon I'd play, say, better for Jamaica. What's the name of the team where the tally was? The Reggae Warriors. Reggae no, you're Warriors. thinking about the Tamaroors, which is the uh, Philippines national team. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'd play with a hell of a lot more passion if I played for Jamaica than, say, I played for, I don't know, Austria. Yeah, of course. I, was, I wouldn't, wouldn't be into it. But anyway, so my idea is that... <clears throat> like, so, let's say to get um, Argentina up to a decent standard, you say that if you have sex with... Um, three females from that country then you're eligible for that nation and then okay. what would actually happen is you'd have all these unwanted pregnancies mm. so within like one generation there'd be like these young kids that are actually quite good and, it, and then Argentina would suddenly have like a quite a good league team so you reckon that a few let's just say um, the new South, the, the Roosters second grade team the under well, 20s even like, uh, and they, well, they're, they're not quite at the level of international but they all go they, on a trip to Philippines and they stay there for a week and they get three Ronnie Coots under their belt and then all of them be, instantly with a local all of them the instantly qualify for the Philippines and then turn them into a juggernaut and the not benefit a juggernaut, and the, and, but at least competing yeah maybe uh, make the in Asia cup. make the Asian in cup Asia, yeah. but then the benefit is if they don't wear protection and they spawn 25 to 30 different young leaguers. Yeah, and then the, the next generation, the Philippines are going to have a really decent, good, but I mean, Philippines are developing quite well. I'm talking like Mongolia. I mean, like teams that don't even have a league going. I mean, you you could you could potentially call this a grassroots program with an emphasis <laughs> on the road. <laughs> I stole that off the Batuta advocate, but because they did that post about. Um, MBL in the nineties really? about how um, the black oh. American, the black US imports and they um, all of this spawned off like Dante X and Ben Simmons yep. and a couple of others and they called it the grassroots program. It's actually, but but that's <laughs> not much different than I, the idea I've got, right? Mate, I like it. I, I genuinely like your grassroots pro- Innovated. program. Innovation in um, international eligibility laws. That's it's, all we're after. <clears throat> it's some of your best. Mate, we've actually run out of time. We're going to have to touch on the next three items. What on about blokes? But do you allow it for blokes as well? In female game? Oh yeah, but then I'm talking about same sex yeah, because then you're not, inclusive. but then you're not having the good um, offspring. But you've got to be open. Yeah, hundred yep. um, percent. You've given me your origin prediction. I want, I want four very quick, quick. Just give me four winners out of these games: Sea Eagles, Cowboys, uh, Lotto, Lotto Sea Eagles, No Tabovich Brothers, Sea Eagles. Rabbitohs Sharks. They don't have, they don't have Gavin Cooper or Michael Morgan, the Cowboys. Um, Rabbitohs Sharks. Jeez, I'm going to say ANZ. the Sharkies. Yeah. Eels, Knights, ANZ. It's actually a rip-saw of a game. A uh, couple of fucking plebs playing. Eels, yeah. Eels, Eels. Agree. Alliance, Sunday, oh, 4-10, oh. football, Roosters, Tigers. 
Yeah, it's going to be a ripper. I think the Roosters will win, but I'm going for the Tigers. I think the Tigers will win that comfortably. Love the Tigers in that game. Um, righto, mate. Well, this is, uh, yeah, we're, we're approaching the 50-minute mark, and uh, we're going to have to go. So we'll chat this time next week. Actually, I'll be able to do it in person in Melbourne. Hey, in Melbourne. Yeah, we'll do it from a pub on down Tuesday, there. Monday night. That's a yeah. good idea. I'll, I'll sort one out. All right. All right, go for I'll, it. I'll just ask my wife. Can I go to the pub on Monday night to record legal counsel? Yeah, she said okay. All right, okay. Hopefully we'll see you there. Um, Gotta love your league. Gotta love your league. Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL Me legal counsel Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL My legal counsel Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday A story from Jack about a urinal My legal counsel